This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. One of the biggest things that um, I think the people have struggled with lately has been how in the world do I get results in life? You hear a great message and how the word works and then all of a sudden you begin to speak the word and then you wonder why you're not getting the results that you want to see. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit today on how to get results in your life as a Christian, because we know that the word works. We know that it's the word of God. And so if it's in there, then I'm going to believe it. And so I want to go from believing to now receiving everything that's in the word. And so one of the biggest questions I, I want to ask is, what do you see when you close your eyes? I'm out here in nature, so you might hear some birds or some wind and stuff like that. But it's a great place to just sit here get alone with God and your thoughts. And so I wanted to propose this question to you. What do you see when you close your eyes? And I want to say that because when you close your eyes at night and everything slows down around you and you start to have images playing through your head or thoughts that come racing through, what you see when you close your eyes is really kind of what's in your heart or what you've been meditating on in your mind. And so if you are a younger kid or older, I guess it doesn't matter. You play video games a lot. When you close your eyes, you're going to see probably a lot of video games. You're going to be thinking that because that's what your mind has been on for the last several hours before you went to bed. Or if you watch a horror movie and then all of a sudden you have nightmares at sleep or you had a fight with your husband or wife and you dreamt in that. But whatever is kind of in your mind is kind of what you see when you close your eyes. And so we want to get what we see when we close our eyes to be the word. We want to get what we think about when we're not thinking. We want to get that to be the word. And so I wanted to show you that it's a three-step process because there's a lot of people that are word of faith and they don't even know what that means. Um, you know, there's definitely power in your words. We see that all through scripture, um, how much power there is in your words and what you say. And even the world, we use that uh, as a way to make money. They'll take and use a biblical principle and then have big conferences that think positivity. And you see movies even by Hollywood like Yes Men with Jim Carrey and it, stuff like that. But it's really biblical principles where you are fixating on positive stuff. And because the word says that as a man thinks, so he is. And so we want to get you thinking on the word. We want to get you to be relying on the word. And so oh, the big question is think about what do you think about when you close your eyes or what do you see when you close your eyes? And that really means what do you think when you're not thinking? So what is even the first response that comes out of your mouth before you've had time to even think about a response? What is your first response? Because I know a lot of people in the word of faith movement or a lot of people that just hear the word of faith message, uh, they get it but they don't get it. They, they hear it, they see it in the Word, they see it in Scripture, but they start to apply it and it doesn't get the results that they want it to um, right away. And I want to show you today why that is. Um, <clears throat> it really is a three-step process and not just a one-step. Most people, um, they're on step number one wondering why they're not getting step number three results. And so I want to show you today in the Word that you can get um, results by um, putting all these steps into practice because I really want to see the Word working through your life. 
that's really what we all want is we don't just want to read about it. We want to experience the word. And so I'm going to show you today on how that works. If you look up, the first part is really, if you look in uh, Proverbs 18, 21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. That's Proverbs 18, 21. So it says in the amplified version of that, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. So literally, it's not just about life and death and the power of your tongue. You can build up people or you can tear them down. You can do that. But those who love it, those who understand what it is about the power in their words, those that want to experience, they put it into practice, and now you can bear the fruit. Uh, we want to see how to bear the fruit of the word in our lives and even bear the consequences of their words. Consequences just means the actions of your words. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a great thing. I can experience great consequences from uh, my words. And so... I looked at it up indulge and it says to allow oneself to enjoy the pleasure of. That's literally what God's saying here is you can enjoy the pleasures of what you're saying with your words, the word. And a lot of people say, well, there's power in your words. There's power in your words. And we just saw here in the scripture that there is. But I want to show you that there's death and life. There's both parts of it. So how do we get the life part? There's not so much power in your words as much as there is power in in your words when it's attached to the word. So a lot of people would just be saying things, saying things, but you've got to know the word. You've got to have the word on the inside of you for you to be speaking life, for you to be getting results. If you're just saying a bunch of stuff, but you don't even believe it or you don't know it, you heard somebody else say it, but it's not your revelation yet, then it's not really the word attached to it. Sometimes we have a fake it until we make it moment. And I don't even want to say that that's a bad thing here because we know out of Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So sometimes we're saying the words, like when somebody says, you know, how are you doing? And you say, I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, that's not really the case for everybody. But we say, well, how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, this is the first thing that just we just randomly say it because we've been trained to say that. And it's not our reality, but we say it because we were told to say it. So we don't believe it. In fact, you're going through a hard time. You're going through a struggle. When somebody asks, you just say it. And that's not always a bad thing because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. So we think that our, our words are going to take action and change a situation when literally they're taking action and changing our mind first, right? We know Romans 12 and 2 and it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to be transformed, you've got to remove, renew your mind. And it says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. If you want to prove God, you want to prove his will, renew your mind. Get your mind in a right spot. Otherwise, if your mind is not in a right spot... How is he going to prove anything? Because you're not going to get the results that you want to see. And so when the word says something um, like you're blessed and highly favored and you're not having your mind renewed to that. And so you're not experiencing it. You're not proving anything about the word. You're proving the opposite. So God wants to prove his word through you renewing your mind. He wants to 
uh, the acceptable and perfect will of God. And so we, anything in the scriptures is his perfect will. And um, so the first part comes, and this is where people stay, is they're saying the word, right? So you hear a scripture about healing. You hear a scripture about uh, miracles. You hear about finances or prosperity. You see that scripture, and so you just start saying things. And now you're wondering why it's not manifesting. Well, why am I not seeing it? But here's the thing. You are doing the first step. And there's no shame in that. There's no anything. You just got to know what step you're in. And so there's no condemnation on that. When you're not seeing results, you realize that you need to just um, be speaking the word to your mind. And that's where you're at right now. Why? So that you can change your mind. So you can prove God. You can prove his perfect will. So the first step is we're speaking the word. And sometimes we think, well, just because I'm saying it, it should be manifesting in my life. No, that's almost witchcraft. When you, It's almost like a spell. So it's going to, you know, just cast a spell on somebody. I'm going to say this, that, and another thing. There's power in the word. And so when you apply the word to your words, that's when there becomes power. But the first step is you sometimes have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and and say the word even when it's not manifesting in your life to change your mind. So that's step number one. And when we do that, step number two is getting it from your mind to your heart. That's the hard part. Because sometimes we'll, we'll go and we'll say, I believe this, I believe that. And then we'll get in fear. We'll get in doubt. We'll get in all these different things. And we'll say, I just don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to make it through. And we say, well, you know, this person is healed in Jesus' name. And we're in faith. We're in faith. And then we go sit down. And all of a sudden we get into fear. Well, this person's going to die or that person's going to die. God, what are we going to do? What am I going to do without them? And that is not faith. You still are speaking the word, which is great, but it's speaking it over your mind. It says fully in, um, you remember Abraham? And before he had seen Isaac, it says in Romans 4, 20 and 21, it says, but he did not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and empowered by faith. So you see that he didn't waver in unbelief. He grew strong and empowered. How? By faith. And it says giving glory to God. Being fully convinced that what God had had the power to do what he had promised he would do. And so you see this here that he didn't waver in faith, but he could build himself up with strength and power by faith, and then it says giving glory to God. So he was even praising God for what hadn't even happened yet. He was thanking God for Isaac before Isaac was even in Sarah's womb because he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he said he was going to do. And this is the part that we need to get to. How do you know if you're in faith? If you are fully convinced. That means it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I hear. It doesn't matter what's around me. I'm fully convinced of the word. And so I'm able to stay in faith and praise God for what's coming. It doesn't matter. If I can't pay my bill today, I know that that breakthrough's coming because the word says it. And it's easier said than done. You know, sometimes people are like, I fake it until I make it kind of a thing. But that's still, that's the part of getting the information that you know from the word into your head and letting it drop into your heart that you know that you know now. And a lot of people just stay with knowing the correct information in their head. Um, so how do you know when you are co fully convinced? Well, how do you know when that manifests? It says in Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands and stands and guards over your heart and over your mind is in 
Christ Jesus. It says the peace that passes all understanding in a lot of verses. So how do you know when you are fully convinced? It's when the peace falls upon you. Because it doesn't matter what is going around um, around you. If you have that peace that passes all understandings. I don't know why I have this peace because I shouldn't right now. I don't know why I know that God's going to do it because I can't see it right now. But I've got this peace that's over me. So I know it's going to happen. But listen what that peace does. That peace guards over your heart and over your mind. And this three-step process that I was talking about. Sometimes we speak until we get the word into our mind so we can renew our mind and then get it into our heart. But that peace is what's going to guard the word that's in your heart and in your mind. And that's huge. So the third step to all of this is then getting the word back out of your mouth after it's from your heart. So not getting the words out of your mouth to convince your mind, but getting the words from your heart out of your mouth. You sit in traffic sometimes and you hear uh, a horn go crazy or something like that, or somebody cuts you off, you lay on your horn, you say a curse word. It, It was in your heart the whole time. It's not that, oh, they just made me upset. They were made you upset, but that anger was in your heart. That cuss word was in your heart. You'd been thinking that before. It wasn't just an accident that just slipped out right now. It was already in there. You know, it says in uh, Matthew 12, 34, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. It also says in Matthew 15, 18, but whatever words comes out of your mouth comes from the heart. And this is what defiles and dishonors the man. Um, So we see here that it is everything that's coming out of your heart. Once you're fully convinced, it comes out of your mouth. And that is when there's breakthrough that happens, not because you're saying the words, but because it's your heart that what defiles a man. So if you've got a good heart, there's good things that's coming out of it. If you are fully convinced, your heart knows that it knows that it knows that God's going to do it. And how do you do that? It's a three-step process. You speak the word, and sometimes people think just because I'm saying it, it's going to happen. But it won't happen until you speak the word enough to convince, get it into your mind so that you can meditate it on enough in your mind to drop down into your heart so you take from knowing the word to believing the word, to having faith in the word over anything else. And once that faith is on the inside of you, and then out of the abundance of your heart, when you go into a situation that's good, bad, or otherwise, you go into the situation and you see, hey, I don't have to act like everybody else in this situation because I have breakthrough. I have breakthrough in my life and it's here. And It doesn't matter. I've got the word on the inside. So the doctors may tell you one thing, but you've got the word on the inside. And the first thing out of your mouth is, well, praise God, because my God's the healer. My God's the provider. My God is the miracle worker. Whatever it is that is coming out of your mouth in that first instant, it's because it was in your heart. And that's what we want to change from, oh, this is going to be bad and reacting like everybody else to knowing the word and having that flow out of our mouth at the first instant. So I want to show you here this three-step process, and I want to show you um, what it says here, or what I, what I wrote down for the steps, is we have faith in God that God will do what his word says. So here's what we do then. We know the word, so you've got to be in the word, whether you're hearing the word, speaking the word, uh, reading the word, put on a great message, you're getting the word, faith comes by hearing. Then two, you speak, read, and hear the word after you know the word. You kind of speak it out. You meditate on the word. Then after you meditate on it, you become fully convinced. Then you let that peace come. 
and the words of your mouth will confirm what the word has already done in your heart. And that's the main thing I want to get to you. It's not your words are trying to create something to happen, but your words are backing up what the word has already done in your heart. And that's when breakthrough will happen. I wanted to just thank you guys for listening. I know this was uh, a fast one, but I wanted to get this to you. If you go back, listen to it a few times, it let this become your revelation so that you start to speak life. You know the word and the word begins to work in your life and then comes out of your mouth. That's when your words have powers, when they're connected to the word and it's coming out of your heart. So bless you guys. I hope this encouraged you. Share it with somebody today and be blessed. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to kingdomyouthconference.com or follow him at facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.